0: Dick, welcome. My apologies. We've had a lot go on here today, but I'm glad you called, and thank you for doing this.
1: It's okay, pal. I know things get a little hectic in the radio.
0: They're really hectic here, kidding. but in a good way today. Um, <laughs> but let's get right to things, and Dick's coming to us, as he always has, courtesy of Betline, BetOnline.ag. Uh, and let's talk about the Kentucky Derby first. Yes. Did, did, any, did anybody see that
1: coming? No, uh, I haven't talked to anybody whose opinion I respect that had any clue that Rich Strike was going to do what he did. And I would certainly include myself in that. I, I, Steve, there just wasn't anything about the horse's history that suggested he had that kind of a race in him. Um, I went back, of course, afterwards when I got home and looked at all of his races. Yeah. You know, what did I miss? I, I don't think I missed anything. It just wasn't there, but yeah. You know, as you know, horse racing every once in a while, unlike other sports, can just have a result completely out of the blue. Uh, if 40-point underdogs don't win in football, well, an 80-to-1 shot just well, just won it in horse racing, and it does happen because they're animals, but I could not have predicted it.
0: Um, let me ask, I hope this is a legit question as far as the sport is concerned, because you just said you went back and looked at you know the other races and mm-hmm. didn't see the horse having it in him was this also a part where the other favored horses did not do as well? Does that make sense?
1: It does make sense, but that's not what happened. Okay. The favorites actually ran well. I mean, I thought Epicenter ran what I thought he would. I thought Zandon ran about what I thought he would, but Rich Strike was the he was the anomaly in the race. Now it did set up for a horse with his running style because remember how fast the pace was? Typically, that'll help a horse coming from way back. But having said that, there was just nothing, it, again, in watching all the videos that suggested he could run that fast at the end of the race. But, you know, a credit to the jockey who gave a great ride and the trainer who obviously had him incredibly fit and was waiting for a longer race, which is why they entered him. Frankly, Steve, I couldn't even figure out why he was in the race. <laughs> i was like why, why are you running this horse why are you putting up all this money because it's not it's not inexpensive to enter and start a horse in the derby it's thousands of dollars uh and this is not a they bought the horse for thirty thousand, so out of a claiming race so you know what they knew something might end, obviously because they, they had their horse ready and he ran an unbelievable race two weeks here
0: now if you are a novice horse racing fan and you see a horse that wins the Kentucky Derby, oh, there's a chance for the Triple Crown. But this horse is not running in the Preakness, right?
1: Right. Even there is a head fake because right after the race, and I think this has nothing to do with the ownership group, when they were asked, are you going to run the Preakness? I said, sure. But, uh, Steve, I don't think they ever had any expectation that they were going to win the race. So their plan all along, right, was to run in the Derby, and then run in the Belmont. They never thought about running in the Preakness. But when you win the Derby, what do you do? You run in the Preakness. Well, they thought about it for a few days and had a look at their horse. I I don't know exactly what was going on. Maybe he wasn't eating right. Maybe they didn't like the way he looked on the track. And then they announced a week from today, we could go uh, from today, that they were not going to run in the Preakness because they didn't think the horse was going to be ready for it. He needed more time between races. And also the 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 way the race is going to be run in Baltimore at Pimlico is going to be way different than the Derby, and they just did what they thought was best for their horse, and I think that's a that's fair. Unfortunately, it's not best for horse racing, because you know we talk every year what do you talk about in the Preakness, the Derby winner. Yeah. So this year we're talking about him, but not because he's running in the Preakness; he's not, and that's unfortunate. Because I think everybody liked the storyline, right? Who is this horse? Where do these these people come from? I know NBC was going to love having to do it this week. I think the numbers will be down for the rating. I I mean, let's just be realistic. When it's not the Derby winner, it's still a great race. It's my hometown. But it's different without the Derby winner.
0: Then let me, I don't think I've ever asked you this question in all the years we've been doing this together, my friend. Many times you have said to me over the years, when a a, uh, Derby winner doesn't run in the preakness that it, it's not in the best interests health wise of the horse. Well then why don't they make the races farther apart to allow that horse to run.
1: Steve, you're preaching to the choir here. Okay. I, you and I have discussed, you have, we, yeah, I don't know that we specifically discussed it, but yeah the the whole sport now has changed in the last twenty years where these major stakes horses that are running in these million dollar races, they never run two weeks apart. The triple Crown. Uh, it's just because that's a tradition. It goes back a half a century. It, it's actually been uh, spaced differently through the years, but it's basically been this format two weeks to the Preakness, three of the Belmont for uh, 50 years. So nobody wants to change it, even though the sport has changed. I mean, think about this year. We had 20 horses in the Derby. Only three of them are running in the Preakness. That's not right. We need to have more of the Derby horses in the Preakness. Now, this is unusual. In that the Derby winner isn't running. Uh, that hasn't happened with a healthy Derby winner since 1985, uh, when Spend a Buck didn't run. And that, that had something to do with money and and a new race that had been brought in and the Triple Crown races didn't have much money. But here's what, here's what I think they need to do. Either space the races out more, have four weeks from the Derby to the Preakness and then the Belmont or Pimlico. If they want to solve the problem, their purchase Mm -hmm. a million and a half, double it to three million. Derby winner is going to show up as three mate, I can guarantee you that.
0: All right. So that said, who's the favorites in the race?
1: Right. So epicenter was four to one favorite in the Derby. Ran what I thought was a winning race. He was my pick. Who got beat right at the end this time? He's even money. Bet a dollar, win a dollar. That's on BetOnline.ag at the moment. Now that obviously will change. Uh, you can lock it in on BetOnline if you want, but it will change depending on how the people bet on Friday and Saturday when the when the betting opens at Pimlico, I think that's about what it's going to be because he just look—he's just better than these horses. I think he proved it in the Derby. Uh, he beat Zandon. Zandon was never going to go by him, uh, and I thought he ran great. He ran just like I thought he was going to run. I just didn't anticipate Rich Strike, and of course, I wasn't the only one, or he wouldn't have been eighty to one.
0: Is there a dark horse here you like?
1: Yeah, I do. Uh, I I like the two Creative ministers. I thought he, he ran uh, not in the Derby, but on Derby Day, in the earlier race on the car, the fourth race, I thought he was awesome. Uh, and I've watched all of his races. He's jumping way up in class into a stakes race. But I think this horse has real talent, and the ownership group and the trainer obviously think so too, Steve, because he was not nominated for the Triple Crown. would have cost him $600 back in January to nominate him, wow. and then 6000 in March. For a late nomination, they did neither. They're putting up 150000 to supplement the horse into the race. That tells you they're very confident this horse is going to run well. And I agree. That's my long shot, creative master of the two. Um,
0: if I'm wrong, tell me. Secret Oath has pretty good odds, too, right?
1: She does, yes. Now, she's the Philly running against the Colts. Remember, she won the Kentucky Oaks the day before the Derby. And Wayne Lucas is one of the few trainers in history – that will run top Phillies against top Colts. And he's doing it again. He's the last trainer to win the Derby with a Philly winning colors in 1988. Uh, I mean, he's 86 years old. I mean, you and I have been talking about him as long as we've been doing these shows together. (laughs) And and so he won the Kentucky Oaks 40 years after he won his first Kentucky Oaks. He's now 86. And he's not – he will take risks. And I think Secret, Secret Oath is okay in it. I think she fits with these horses.
0: If she wins,
1: it will not be a shock. Do I think she's a better than epicenter? I don't, uh, but it's not like she's some forty to one shot. She's five to one on bet online at the moment.
0: Well, Dick, I appreciate you always, and again, my apologies to you, um, but we're you know we got we got you back, uh, Dick coming to us courtesy of betonline.ag, and we'll see if his prediction for the winner uh, matches up. And of course, we'll get Dick back on for the last leg of the Triple Crown. In just a couple of weeks. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. You got it, Steve. Thanks so much. Yes, sir. Dick.